Welcome to Rambling Reality. And I know I didn't promise anything last week, but then I promised it in one of my non-podcast podcasts. Okay, let's back up on that one a bit. I seem to be doing that a lot to you guys lately. My non-podcast podcast is at ramblingpodcast.tumblr.com. And it's where you, sometimes you'll find things that don't really fit into a podcast, but I want to kind of push them out there and get someone in there. And they're not flubs or anything like that. Like um, last week I did one with my fiance, which is pretty interesting if you guys want to hear us and our weird relationship. I think it's kind of important to know because he's a major part of my life. But this week I'm actually going to talk about something else, even though I really love the guy to death. I'm actually going to talk about the Women's Hockey League. Well, actually, it's the National Women's Hockey League. Sorry, guys. And it's this really interesting league that's come up in the past six months where you've got players from Russia, Japan, Austria, Canada, all across America, with most of the concentration being up in uh, the Midwest and Northeast just due to capabilities. I mean, most places like in the South, we don't really have the same rinks. But it's really interesting because I didn't even know about it until Think Progress had this great article called These Women Are About to Make History Appeared and I went, oh my god. So, here's what I've been doing the past couple weekends. I've been going to my mom's house at night because broke, poor, fired, need food. But during the day when they have the 3.30 game, I usually watch that. And what I found is, is it's very interesting watching the, the way the fans are picking up. They're very enlivened and ready to go and they're enjoying watching these women who are, you know, being badasses. Like last week, the Boston Pride beat the New York Riveters by like seven to one. Those are some crazy numbers you don't even see in the NHL. Like I can't even imagine how that game went, even though I didn't get to see it. They're just these great games of, of, fierce pride and that's the whole reason I liked the NHL hockey to begin with was watching these men face off with pride it wasn't about their salaries it wasn't about the the you know the little offsets of like you know the things they get paid money for the product placements and stuff like that it wasn't anything like that it was just the pure pride and this is what we're going to get we're going to win the same reason I used to watch, you know, college hockey when I could catch it on the TV back when I had TV. Same idea. So I'm watching the Women's National Hockey League and I'm just blown away because I'm watching these women create history. For a while, the hashtag history begins was pretty used on the first week. And it was just amazing because I just realized there are a lot of girls that go to school and they have to quit hockey after college because there was no place for them to go. There was the Canadian Hockey Leagues, which includes the... Oh, hold on. That includes the... Lots of them. Hold on. I know, right? I'm just so disorganized. I'm sorry. Uh, it was the Canadian Women's Hockey League and the Western Women's Hockey League. But this is different. You know, and the Canadian Hockey Women's League had the Boston Blades. But Danny Ryland wanted to bring a team to New York and it just wasn't happening. So she and Angela Ruggiero, I hope I said your name right, Angela. I'm really sorry if I didn't. They created a whole new league. Like, it's just mind-boggling. Like, the rest of us are kind of, like, stumbling around trying to find our feet, and these guys found their feet on ice. 
Like, I, there's no way I could do that. Like, I just, I couldn't. That's just not my thing. And, I mean, Regario is an athlete, is an Olympic athlete. Easy for me to say. And she's also in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Like, this is nothing but greatness. Plus, she's a Harvard Law student. I mean, come on. And it was on The Apprentice, but eh. Apprentice, eh. I mean, it's like she they've literally put together 88 women to create a small but mighty army to make little girls go, oh my God, I can do that. There's a place for me. And it's on, you know, great places. And if you guys want to watch a game, they're usually on Sundays and you can find them for free. Like they stream it on YouTube. Watch it. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's great watching these girls play. So the four teams are the Buffalo Buttes. The Boston Pride, the Connecticut Whale, and the New York Riveters. I have affinity for the Riveters, but I don't have any against the other ones either. The Riveters, for me, hold a special place. Because my, I guess you call her my godmother. It's a long, complicated story anyway. My godmother was a Riveter back in the World War II in Atlanta. Like, she actually did that. She helped build the planes. And so, for me, the Riveters actually have a really deep impact but that doesn't mean I'm not for the other four or the other three in the founding four, I guess you should say. I just really, 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 really like the design on those. But what's interesting is, is you can see the Buffalo Buttes and you think, oh, it's about their beauty. It's actually not Butte, you know, Buffalo Butte anyway. And the Boston Pride has got this great scratch mark that looks like claws. It looks like cat claws just went, whoosh, probably not cat claws it's probably bears or something but I think it looks like cat claws so cat claws and then you've got the Connecticut whale which are actually you know there's a, there's a history to the Connecticut whale and in the in the area and so there's a lot of pride not just in Boston but there's a lot of pride in choosing what they chose they chose to stand out they chose to make their mark and they showed to highlight what makes them awesome so the founding four are pretty much in the tri-New York City area, I guess you'd call it. They're in that area in part because a lot of these women are only getting paid very small salaries to do this. Like really small, not livable salaries. And so their bosses and their employers and, you know, they've arranged for the people they work for or the people that they're working and the other people, you know, working under them. They've arranged it so they can go and do this season and do the inaugural season. And it's just amazing that people are willing to put up all this stuff for something that women have been asking for forever. Like I joined hockey, enjoying hockey in like 2012. And I remember like all the time when we were asking about more hockey leagues for women, because we're like, we want to get paid too. Hello. Um, we want to, we want some of that money. We want to put our money where our mouth is. And speaking to that, there actually is merchandise for the teams, but right now it's only jerseys and they're kind of pricey at over $60. But if you join the insiders club, you will get a 20% off discount. I personally have been pushing for stickers. I want stickers so I can put them on the back of my car. I want to promote it and I want to promote it in a big loud way every day. But that's just me. I think if the league were to, you know, kind of expand the idea out, they'd probably find a lot more. Um, because a lot of people don't have 60 bucks in their back pocket right now, especially 
women. Uh, we're, uh, we are paid less and we are finding less jobs right now. So it would be nice if we could support it in something that we can afford. It's a really nice concept though of just being able to turn on the computer and go, oh, I know that, I know that. Look at that, look at that, look at that. And you know, there's a whole bunch of people that I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you to follow in just a few minutes, but just some basic other stats. So the Boston Pride and the Connecticut Whale are undefeated. Um, the Pride are strong competitors, by the way. They beat the Riveters seven to one last Sunday. Let that sink in. You don't even see that on NHL games very often. And the Buffalo Buttes and the New York Riveters have lost two each, so they're kind of behind. Oops. But they can catch up. I mean, there's four teams. It can happen. But what's really interesting is is the way that they're playing. And, you know, Amanda, um, I'm going to try and say this name right. Uh, she's Amanda Michaela is from on Buffalo Buttes, and she was speaking to the WNHL when she was signed. And she goes, I'm excited to play in the NHL because it's an opportunity to be a part of history. It's such an honor to be a part of the inaugural season of the first paid professional league of women's hockey. This is a huge step forward for women's hockey, and I hope we can grow the sport by inspiring girls around the world. Doing this in Buffalo, which is a great hockey city, will be special. And it's true. You know, New York and, and that whole Northeast area is just full of hockey. Like, it's just hockey central. Um, if I was not, you know, trying to go other countries, I probably would look into that. Because I actually looked into going to Albany moving to Albany for jobs just because there was a bunch of hockey around there. I'm saying, and I'm a West coast fan, by the way, let me repeat the Kings are my group most of the time, but yo, all that hockey, it's like hockey heaven. Anyway, she's got a point. It is. And you know, she's not the only one. There's also, um, Jenny Scrivens who is playing goalie for the Riveters. And she's kind of got this snarky, badass personality, on Twitter and she's kind of got like this great humor, you know, NHL goalie Ben Scrivens is really lucky to have him a wife. That's that daggum smart. Let's be very clear about that. I mean, he's really lucky and it's, I'm really, really glad that he encouraged her to do this because I think it's not just for us as a familiar fulfillment. I think it's something that it allows these players to have a dream and allow it to come true. Like, um, Gabriella Figueroa, or Gabrielle Figueroa, I'm sorry, I'm a little bit off on that one. She made a really good point. You know, she was like, I never expected to be on NHL Network and MSG, and she was on both. That's life-changing. Can you imagine the confidence that comes from that? Of, of reaching something that you didn't know you could have, and it's right there, just, you're there. I think that's such an amazing message for little girls. And it's good for teenagers and it's good for women and it's good for, you know, that are in their early twenties and thirties, middle-aged, you know, aging. It doesn't matter. Like it's important, I think, to have this, this tangible thing and say, we are worth being paid for our product. You know, Jennifer Lawrence the other day was talking about how she didn't ask for so much in American hustle and it kind of cost her and she was really mad at herself and everyone was like, why? And I understand what she's saying. She's saying she gave up something in order to passively set something, let something go. And I think that's really important because this league is proving that that is not necessarily has to be done. No, you won't make a lot. You're not going to make, you know, like, you know, Shea Weber's, 
your his like you know salary but that's okay because that's not the point the point is is that you are making your way you're creating a system you're being a good ambassador for the future you're setting up this amazing talent and I think that's really important and I'm glad that that's part of the the foundation's goal because not only does the foundation support the players and everyone else because it's really small like the teams have like I think a $280,000 cap for 22 players not exactly in HL levels of you know millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars but it's really interesting the way they do that because I think it also makes it easier for the teams to coalesce and not have to be traded because of, of um, table limits and stuff like that. Um, I I think that it's really smart. And I think it's it's just it's a really bright idea. As for you know what they can do, they can do anything, and they're inspiring girls to do anything. And I don't know. I guess it's a as a girl who wanted to be into sports but didn't really like, you know, um, softball, I was much harder as a fan of anything that was just too, it wasn't active enough for me. Um, and I was not getting up at 7 o'clock in, in the morning for something for a practice that I didn't believe in. So I wasn't really into it. But if I had been exposed to things like hockey as a little girl, oh my God, you would not be able to get me away. Ever. Nope. Wouldn't happen. Never going to happen. It is what it is. Um, I'm much more bloodthirsty. <laughs> There's a reason why people think, you know, that I'm like a tree trunk when I plant my feet. Um, I'm super dense. I may be heavy, but I'm the densest. Like, I've got so many muscles. And I'm, yeah, it's just needless to say, you look at me and you don't think it, but I am. Um, I can leverage, let's put it this way, I can leverage my... 6'1", I think he said it was like a 170 pound fiance at the time, on my back. Just bending over. I could just leverage him straight across. And he'll tell you about that. He's actually pretty proud of it. I'm kind of impressed too. Especially since I'm only 5'1". Um, but the point is, is there's so much for little girls to look at and see and do and be a part of. And it's amazing to me, like... I know I keep going back to that and I'm sorry. It's, and I know that I'm rambling. I'm actually living up to the name, but for me, it's such an important figure in a time when women's rights are being stripped and then altered or funding for things like Planned Parenthood are leaving. You know, there's all these things that keep us safe and keep us together as a gender and they're being stripped away. And then you have this one thing that like no one even knows about, but it started already. I mean, there's a, there's a hockey league like paying people and think progress's article was probably one of the most enlightening things I probably could have read. And I think what really stood out to me the most was the fact that, you know, Danny Ryland is five, three, she's a former collegiate player. She's a co-founder, the commissioner, and the general manager of the Riveters. I mean, there's a lot she's doing. And as someone who's that's worked in volunteering in sports, that's a lot of that's a lot of hats. I do administrative assistant work voluntarily at the American Legion Baseball in Georgia, and it is a lot of action. It is a lot of movement. It is a lot. I mean, there's just always something going on. 
And to be so deep into understanding that and having to maintain three different hats because co-founder and commissioner are two different things. And then you've got the general manager and you have to make sure the general manager does not interfere with the commissioner. So there's so many different roles that she's doing. And I, I'm just, I'm proud. Um, I, you know, I just think it's not that, that big of a deal. And Yet it is, and you know, according to the Think Progress uh, article, the CWHL, which is a Canadian Women's Hockey League, is considered pro, but it's not paying its players or providing their needed equipment. The NWHL, no wait, the WNHL, sorry, too many letters. They're actually doing it. Like, they're providing this equipment, they're providing this stuff, they've got the capital, they've got the investment, they're doing it. And people are on board, like, you know, businesses are like, oh, wait, if I do this, I'm on the right side of history. There's a message for many different organizations, many different movements, many different elements that need to say that. You have to be on the right side of history. I've heard it on Twitter for multiple things, and I think this is definitely on the step in the right direction. I just, I think it's amazing. And, you know, Ryland told the think progress that it happened it all transpired faster than i imagined i can imagine i mean like six months you've got an entire league you've got teams you've got all this kind of stuff on there i mean and you've got people that are in like the you know they're competing for spaces in the olympics i mean that's a huge deal so i just i cannot wait to see what happens um with the the overall league and I'm trying to promote it. I'm trying to push it. So if you see it on my Twitter, which is at Jessica Hannon 81 all the time, roll with it. Just seriously, just roll with it because it's definitely an important thing. And I want you guys to, to kind of pay attention too. join in. Like, who are you? Who are you following on Twitter? Like, who is your thing? Like, like, what are they? So I'm mostly following a few people just because right now my list is so long because I have so many different projects going on right now. But right now I have the official one, which is NWHL underscore. You have to mention that underscore. And that's the official league Twitter. Danny Ryland is D-A-N-I-R-Y-L-A-N. And she's the commissioner, as I mentioned. The NY Riveters, which is R-I-V-E-T-E-R-S, is the official team Twitter for that. The Buffalo Buttes, which is the Buffalo B-U-F-F-A-L-O. B E a-U-T-S. The, the whale is a little bit more complicated. It's C-T whale underscore N-W-H-L. And the Boston Pride, or the Boston Pride. Uh, Jenny Scrivens is Jen Scrivens, which is J-E-N-S-C-I-V-S. And she's, you know, the goalie for the Riveter. She's a badass. You know, like I said, Ben's a very lucky man. And then you've got uh, Gabby Figueroa, which is G-A-B-I-E-F-I-G-U-R-O-A. She's a goalie. She's constantly on there. And there's actually some people that are doing things like um, uh, like beat writers and stuff for it. And so the, like one of the ones I found was, was uh, Kate Criminy, which is K underscore C-I-M-I-N-I. And she's a beat writer for Today's Slapshot. Uh, we're not pulling for any of the same NHL teams, 
But I'll hold that against no one because, you know, not everybody can like my kings. Even if they're being a little weird. You know, I'm a West Coast girl even though I belong and even though I live on the East Coast. Not my thing. Anyway. Those are some names. Like, who else are you doing? Like, who are you following? Who are you paying attention to? Who are you going, okay, that's a really, really good, that's a really, really good source. Like, keep it. Like, I want to know these things. Like, this stuff, it gets me so excited as a woman. And I want us to go over that sort of stuff. And I just want you guys to tune in. And I want you to watch a game. And I want you to see what happens when history begins. Alright, guys. I'm probably going to end this. Uh, I should have another podcast fairly soon. I'm not sure when. It just depends on what I get stuff doing. Because I've got to get my... Uh, um, scholarship ready for Germany and that's coming up close and I need to know what to do on that. Uh, if anybody has any information about how to write a reference letter for the, for the, uh, Deutsch academic exchange, that would be great on what they want. If you guys can catch me again at Twitter at Jessica Hannon 81, I'm never not there. I swear I live there. Um, oh, and Wild Pantheon Press has a new Twitter. It's Wild Pan Press. And it also has a Facebook page and all that, but I'm just mostly talking about that for now. If you guys want to give me a holler, just, you know, catch me on social media. You can email me at jessicahannon007 at gmail.com. Anything else? Let me know. Let me know what you think. Are you watching the games? You better be. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. You better. All right. Enjoy the free pass, guys. I'll see you next time. Bye. Opening intro is done by Fantasia on a theme by Thomas Tallis, also known as the Tallis Fantasia, and it is a string orchestra by British composer Ralph Vaughn Williams, performed by U.S. Army Strings, and I thank them so much for allowing me to make my own version of it. Thank you, guys. <laughs>